Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 43 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about nurturing client relationships with Jamira Lewis-Pollard. We get into some really great topics for anyone who works with clients in their business, including the best way to begin building a relationship with someone you want to work with, and how you can balance giving your clients enough information without overwhelming them. We also talk about some of the ways you can make your clients feel special during their time with you and after the project has wrapped. Jamira also gives some advice on building vendor relationships with the people who are serving the same clients that you are so that you can build referrals and create kind of a team that helps you offer the best services possible and that you enjoy working with. Jamira Pollard is the creative director behind Jamira Lewis Weddings and Events, or GLWE, and entrepreneur encourager at Coaching for Creatives. A native of Washington, D.C., Jamira is the daughter of George and Myra. She is passionate about her family, faith, and focuses on what matters most. With over a decade of experience in the weddings and events industry, Jamira has a stellar reputation among her clients and colleagues as being a detail-oriented planner. She is known for producing jaw-dropping events while managing her clients, the GLWE team, and creative partners with ease and poise. As an entrepreneur encourager, Jamira finds joy in working with creative entrepreneurs as they work to build meaningful brands and businesses. She believes we should all do things with grace, passion, and purpose. Jamira is married to her high school sweetheart and is the proud mama of Peyton and Jackson. I know that if you are struggling with your client relationships or you are just ready to take things to the next level, there are some great tips in this episode that you can apply to your own business to get started with that today. Hi, Jamira. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Samantha. How are you? Good. I read your bio at the top of the show, but why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? All right. So about me, I am the creative director at Jamira Lewis Weddings and Events, which is an event and wedding planning firm based in the D.C. area. I've been running on what we call GLWE for 11 years now, but I'm also an entrepreneur encourager, a.k.a. business coach through my company, Coaching for Creatives. And personally, I'm a mama to a seven-year-old girl. Um, My son will be three next month. And I've been married to my high school sweetheart for almost 10 years. And that's basically me in a nutshell. So how did you get started in wedding planning and then also your sort of creative encourager role? So it's funny, in college, I majored in business and I've always been into parties and whatnot. I get that from my mother. But in my junior year, I actually took a wedding and event management course in an event planning class. And I actually just fell in love with the wedding industry. And, you know, now after being in the game for so long, I just feel like I have so many other gifts and experience and education to share. And thus, I started coaching for creatives in there is where I coach creative entrepreneurs in and out of the wedding industry and just help them build their brands and build their businesses. 
Awesome. So today we are talking about nurturing client relationships, which is a really cool topic for this podcast in particular, since I'm always talking about how we can serve our clients better. So I'm excited to get started. Me too. I love, love, love talking about nurturing client relationships because it's just so important. Okay. So what is the best way to begin building a relationship with someone you really want to work with? Well, first, if you want to build relationships, I think it's important to determine exactly who you want to work with. And on top of that, the reason why you want to work with them. So I always tell people that you should figure out who you want to work with do some research, determine who you are aligned with and people that the relationship could actually be mutually uh, beneficial to your business and brand. And, you know, Oftentimes, we like to reach out to people asking them for favors or asking them for certain things. But I think it's important that before we even do all of that, that we actually do the reverse and say, how may I be able to help you? How may I serve you? And then they can see that you genuinely want to build a relationship with them. So determine who you want to work with, figure out that why. And then from there, you'll start to align yourself with people that actually can benefit your actual brand. Okay. So does that differ for people who are in the wedding industry and they're working with, you know, a couple who probably do not have a creative online job and people who are working with other business owners? You know, honestly, it it goes in every type of relationship. I tell people that when you're building relationships, you kind of have to do the same thing as if it was a social or personal thing. You have to nurture them. You want to spend time and spend energy on people that you want to work with and people who you align with. I just think that same thing with couples, when they're picking their vendors, they need to do their research and determine who do they want to invite into their space? Who do they trust? Who do they connect with? And that is how it'll be an organic, just an amazing relationship because it just feels right because you are surrounded by people that make sense and people that you have something in common with as well. Right. So it sounds like we have to get out of the mindset of, I want someone to hire me so that I can make money and really focus in on how we can help them and serve them. And sort of the side benefit of that is getting paid for what you do. Absolutely. I think that, you know, in the beginning stages of my business, I can definitely look back and, you know, everyone does it. They take on the client that they know isn't a good fit for them. They're chasing that dollar, chasing the dream. But I promise you that it's not worth it in the end. So if you can do your homework and figure out who your ideal client is, who your ideal vendor team is, who are the suppliers you want to work with, you will save yourself so much time, so much from these headaches and just the energy of not being around or not inviting those type of people into your space. And so, you know, that's again where the research comes into play and just sitting down and doing the homework on who your ideal client is. And I know in the creative industry, we say the avatar or we give our ideal client a name and different things like that. But it's so important to do that because then your purpose and mission can shine through when working with those particular clients and vendors. Right. So once we've started building a relationship with somebody, how do we get them to move into actually hiring us? And do you have any best practices or things you've seen work well? nurturing, nurturing, nurturing those relationships. Like you can build them and you can go after the client and you can 
do all the work to get them, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not nurturing them and loving on them and taking great care of them. So that means definitely following up with them. That means just letting them know that you want to work with them. So that's being present, just letting them know that you are the expert, letting them know that you have the information and tools and resources that they need in order to reach their end goal and end result. Right. And I think it's good to remember that when we feel like we're being annoying because we're emailing somebody every week to check in on them, they're really not seeing it that way. They want to know that you're still there, that you are committed to working with them even before they hire you. Absolutely. You know, and I think that it's just important for, you know, you and the clients to know like slow and steady wins the race. Like you don't have to overwhelm them. You don't have to give them too much upfront, but just, I like to spoon feed my clients information so that they know that it's not going to be overwhelming. I'm not going to be lagging behind because sometimes people are anxious and they want to get going and doing things. So it's kind of like, again, just being present and letting them know that you are the expert. I think that's the biggest thing is letting them know that you are there to make sure that they reach their goal. You have the tools, you have everything you need there. And just breaking things down step by step is important. And that also sets their expectations because in most cases, they might not have either planned a wedding, they might not have built a website, they might not have done these things. So it's our goal to just hold their hand and guide them along the way. Okay, so that leads me into my next question of how do we balance giving our clients enough information without overwhelming them? I think we know so much about our process and how much goes into things that we want to kind of throw all the information out there and hope they're going to figure it out. But that's not actually how that works most of the time. Right. You know, I like to give my clients time to digest and process what we are trying to get them to understand. So, you know, similar to with my coaching clients, we break everything down step by step. And before we move on to the next topic in the program, I make sure that they feel solid and excited about what we have worked on and as well as letting them know the next steps and always vocalizing what the expectations are ahead. I think that um, if we set those expectations from the beginning, everyone is on the same page. There's no confusion. There aren't hurt feelings so that people can not come back and say they had a bad experience because they didn't know what to expect. So just even before you even jump into the actual project or the planning design or whatever you're working on, having maybe even a separate meeting or having some type of document that they can refer to that kind of outlines what they should expect for the road ahead so that everybody can be on the same page and everyone can prepare for that. And then I think also feedback is important. No two clients are the same. So while you're working on a project, what worked for a previous client may not work for this client. So ask for feedback, ask for them to let you know what works and what doesn't work. And that way you can tweak your program or tweak your offerings to the next client or offer different versions or options as well. Okay. So like, have you found a way that you give PDFs or you send this information by email that works really well for your clients? Yes. So as soon as clients, I'll just refer to my planning business. As soon as they book with us, we have a document that says, welcome to the GLWE family. And with that, it outlines things that we might have already included um, or even discussed, but it's just like a document that just houses everything so they can refer to it. So I'll upload it to Asana um, so they can refer to it. It'll outline our business hours. It outlines the process, 
what we'll work on, when we'll work on it, and things like that. So the PDF is great because they can also refer to it as needed. And of course, like even in our consultation meetings and whatnot, we'll discuss it, but I love the PDF because it's something that they can refer to without having to email back and forth or pick up the phone. It's all there. Yeah, I have seen other people do that, and I think it's very helpful. They have a reference point. Absolutely. You have at least given them that information once if you haven't gone over with them on the call or in an email somewhere else. Right, and I'm also liking the idea, like we're using Google Drive and Docs and all that stuff, but I think it's Loom. It allows you to record, do video, and Mm -hmm. it's something that you're going to be doing over and over again with different clients, record it once, add some personality into it, and then they can also reference that along the way if you want to do more of a virtual approach instead of PDF. I would incorporate that as well. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, Five Website Updates to Get Legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. So while we're working with our clients throughout their time with us, how can we make them feel special? You know, I love talking about building the relationships, but I also love talking about the client experience because the client experience is what I feel like can make or break your business as well. So I think another way to make them feel important and special is, again, checking in on them, letting them know even outside of the actual project that you're working on, letting them know that you're thinking about them birthdays, anniversaries, if you're working with other creatives, business anniversaries and milestones, you know, cheering them along. So just take note to what they're doing. I think you can get that information up front with maybe your client intake form. So if there's their favorite holiday or something coming up and you have that as a question, send them a card or just send them a message. Let them know you're thinking about them. The anniversaries I think are huge. I like to do for my clients, I'll send them a card and it'll say, have a date night on us. And it'll just be something, again, not necessarily all into the project, but for us to connect with them outside of it. So I think that's important and it doesn't have to be expensive. There are a lot of gift options and different price points. So that's very important as well. And just including that in your overall budget, the client experience is crucial. So include that in your budget when you're planning you know, for the year ahead little touch points that will make a huge difference because the goal is for the client to maybe post that gift on their social media, tell their friends and family that you sent them something or their favorite type of candy or bakery items or whatever it is. And they'll be your actual marketing and advertising team because they're constantly thinking about you as well. Right. And I like that you mentioned it doesn't have to be expensive. Absolutely not. Do something like a card or even an email that just lets them know you're thinking about them. You remembered this thing that's important to them. Right. And that means a lot. Absolutely. And if you know there's something that they're more excited about, like in planning, let's say they're into flowers, you know, get them excited or do something special at that particular meeting 
with that vendor because you know that that's something they're excited about. If you have branding clients or different things like that, if they're excited about a certain section on the website and you're about to work on that, how can you make that actual part of the project even more special to them as well? Because you just never know where your next referral is going to come from. And for me, that's where I choose to spend my money is loving on my clients because they're the ones that constantly refer me. And they're the ones at the end of the day that, you know, keep the doors of the business open. Okay. So how do we continue supporting and nurturing these client relationships even after the project is over? I know you mentioned that we could follow up on anniversaries and important dates, but do you have other ways that might work when you're not actually in the project, you're not always keeping them, you know, at the front of your mind, but that can sort of give them that support? Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. I just think like once you work with me, you're like our family at that point. So I still have those calendar reminders in my calendar that'll go off, that'll remind me of a client's birthday, their anniversaries. If you connect with them on social media, just stay interactive with them. Like you don't have to be all in their business, but you know, it's every now and again, it's nice to comment on what they're doing. Keep them on your mailing list if you have one. So again, you'll pop up on their radar, Christmas cards, all that kind of stuff is important. Again, it's just letting them know that, you know, once they're a part of your community, they're in your community and you're vested in them as well. So just letting them know that, yeah, the event's over or the project's over and you have their money, but the goal is also to build relationships and community. And that means you have to constantly interact with them even after the project is over. Okay. I'd love to know how you do this in the wedding industry. I know a lot of people struggle with a wedding is usually a one-time event. And so how do we keep, you know, engaging with people, especially on like an email list after that's over? I think it's important, like if you want what I call legacy clients, then you have to diversify what you're actually putting out in your mailing list and on your social media. You have to find a way for those past clients to actually connect with you or something that they can relate to. So you have clients that, you know, they may end up having babies or they might be bridesmaid or something in another wedding. Like what are some things that they could actually share with their friend that may be getting married next or if they're preparing for a baby or a holiday is coming up, maybe some checklists or things that they might need to consider that they wouldn't have known because this is a new stage of life for them. So mm-hmm. how can you find ways that they can actually stay connected so the information that you're putting out is relevant and helpful? So not only for them, but again, to other people that'll generate business and bring those clients back to you as well. So did you have any other tips for nurturing client relationships or other things that you wanted to share? I honestly just believe that you know, the manner and care in which you treat your clients or your customers is just very telling of how long you are going to be in business. Um, if you don't have those relationships and you don't make them a priority, I can guarantee you, you will not be in business for long. You know, people will remember you know, how you treated them, how you made them feel through the process. You know, let's be honest, it's very expensive to plan a wedding and, and whatnot. So you want the clients to feel like you're not just taking their money and it's another dollar. But again, that you are vested in them and that you are there for them and that they are a part of your community. So think about that, you know, the next time you um, sign up a new client, how that experience and how that relationship could actually turn into more business. And that'll turn into more business based on how well you treat them and how you make them feel. Right. You pointed out earlier that when you work with your dream clients, this is a lot easier because you love what you're doing. You're actually excited to work with somebody. You're not 
trying to fake it so that it seems like you're doing the right thing, but you're actually wanting to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it, it makes it more organic. It's not as challenging to connect with someone that you really may not like. You don't have anything in common. But when you have that BFF type of client, it's just so much easier and so much fun. And you just would get a better end result as well. Okay. So I know I didn't ask about this before, but does this vary at all if you are trying to build relationships with vendors or other people that they might be working with simultaneously? I think that is very important. I don't think people realize that. We may only work with a client once, right? But the goal is to work with vendors over and over again. So like if you're working with a venue on a wedding, and I see it all the time where people will treat certain venue staff or different people that work for different companies not the best. They won't you know, treat them well. But they forget that most likely you will have to work with them again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's more important to build those vendor relationships because when someone comes to that venue for a site visit or walkthrough and they say, hey, do you know a wedding planner? Or, hey, do you know a florist? You want to be the first and maybe even only name that they say because you have built such a solid relationship. You guys can generate um, business amongst each other. So you, again, will work with the client maybe once, but that venue, that florist, that caterer, you may work with them again. So let it be the best experience and so that they're not actually spreading, you know, information about you that you may not want in the universe. Yeah, I have found that there are a couple of people that I work with multiple times to help my clients. I'll refer them, they might refer me. And that in a lot of ways is just as important as a client relationship. And sometimes it gets you more referrals than a client will. Absolutely. I mean, and that's been my story is that at this point, I have preferred vendor team. And when we work together, it's always magic. It's always easy. It's fun. We challenge each other to take it to the next level as well. And we can just sit at the table and just come up with great things because the relationship that we have uh, that we built is just one that is genuine. So I'm sure that we have covered a lot of this in our conversation, but how has serving your clients well been important to your business? How has it benefited you? I feel like at this point, like I've actually built Like in the industry, I have really, really good friends, you know, people that started off as colleagues or started off as clients who have actually have been the biggest blessing uh, to me and my family. Again, they help keep the doors open because they are my main referral source as well. The fruitful relationships that I've built make them actually a part of what I call my marketing team. So at one point where I used to spend the money on advertising and magazines and online, Again, I just pour all the love and energy into those people where it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So you just never know, like in our industry, who may be a friend, who may be able to help you along the way and how you also may be a blessing to someone else. I have had some great relationships with clients as well that it makes you want to go to work every day when you work with people that you love. Exactly. And it's, again, it's just a blessing to be an entrepreneur and to do things on your own time and on your own terms. But if you want to keep that job title and you want to be able to have that flexibility, you have to go out there and put your best foot forward. And you also need to make sure that you are the only option when people are looking for referrals because they love the way that you treat them. 
They love the way you treat their clients. They just love the experience, you know, throughout the process. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Life, I'm actually liking the idea of a fresh, clean slate as we go into the new year. 2017 was a bit challenging. So 2018, I'm so looking forward to it as well. And for business, I'm loving Canva and Trello. Um, I'm using it mainly for coaching for creatives. And it's just been so easy using both of them and just moving things a lot faster with those two resources. So those are two things that I'm, I'm loving right now. Cool. And what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? I'm actually really excited about what my coaching clients are doing. I'm one that, you know, I will cheer harder and louder for someone else before I'll cheer for myself. And so <laughs> it's awesome to see people actually doing the work they love and just being able to be a part of that. So I'm excited to see what's on the horizon for my coaching clients and just for my coaching business itself and just where we're going to go in the next um, year or so. Okay. And my last question is, where can people find you online? So online for coaching, I'm coachingforcreatives.co. So that's C-O. And Instagram, it's coachforcreatives. And then for wedding planning on Instagram, I'm at Events or jamirelewis.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I know there are so many of us out there who are just trying to take our client relationships to the next level. We've worked with people that we love and we really want to continue building that up and getting more clients that we love and making everybody feel special. So I think this will give everybody some good tips of how to do that and some practical things that they can put into practice. I hope so too. I really think again, if those relationships are so, so important. So sit down and do some homework and figure out how you can just boost it up and take it up a notch as far as building uh, those relationships as we approach a new season and a new year as well. So thank you so much, Samantha. It was great with you as always. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.